According to Barna, 95% of all Christians have never won a soul to Christ. Let's change the stat. Welcome to GoCast, a podcast designed to inspire and equip pastors and leaders to lead soul-winning churches. We have a mission to go and make disciples. This is GoCast. Hey everyone, welcome to GoCast. I'm your host, Kelly Stickle, joined by my friend and co-host, Tim Tribble. How are you doing today, Tim? Doing wonderful, man. Excited for this. Yeah, this is another great conversation. The season has been so rich. We hope you're enjoying it. I know it's been um, highly encouraging for me just in having the conversations with these amazing Mm -hmm. leaders. Today, we have another amazing leader, Pastor Brandon Barber from Elevate People Church in Houston, Texas, and plus he does ministry with the Texas uh, prison system, which is one of the largest prison ministries in the world, actually. Um, Plus he runs inner city ministries and different things out there and fascinating conversation. One of the things that we get into, of course, many of you are aware of the snowstorm, freak snowstorm that kind of hit Texas uh, earlier this year and crippled the entire state, but there's amazing things that happened and and he and his church really kicked into gear and went next level. We get into that in this conversation, which yeah. is just fascinating. But it brings to, to mind this whole idea that a lot of times crisis creates creativity or yeah. creates the opportunity for creativity. And I think is an opportunity for the church to really step up and take its place and, and, and really do what we're supposed to be, the hands and feet of Jesus. So is there something that, you know, this year we've seen, you know, a lot of things, our church has stepped up and and we're watching government rely a lot more on on us to yep. do things. So talk a little bit about what you've seen with like My City Care and what we've done as a church too, uh, what you've seen in this season and how crisis creates opportunity. You know, this is something that really excites me, Kelly. We have the opportunity all the time to be able to take in a situation that's broken or shattered or imperfect and be able to step in as the church and fix it. So crisis, I think, is actually... It's the prerequisite for our opportunity to, to be the church. And um, with my city care, we've seen situations with, uh, you know, grads not being able to have a graduation. So what we did was uh, with my city care team, well, not, not only did we dress the grads up through the Cinderella project, but then gave the parking lot, brought in a big screen and had a big grad celebration for them while the parents stayed in the cars. And there's a lot of honking going on, but... The, yeah, it, we did a part like a drive-in grad ceremony yeah. where the the schools weren't doing anything in, in town, and we we did it for them, and man, that was cool. That was powerful. I'll never forget it, and and the grads will never forget it. It yeah, was absolutely. like here's a group of people that decided to step in when I wasn't able to celebrate one of my biggest milestones in life. Yeah. Like that's sorry, gets me yeah. so good, so good, yeah. and it, just an opportunity to be able to minister to people at next next level and also we've had you know the government give us a massive amount of grants and different things and saying hey feed people and and we've had the city reach out and saying you guys take care of of you know this transportation and and food distribution and all these different things and it's the government's coming to the church and saying hey we need you to help and i I think those opportunities are are amazing and within crisis is every opportunity if we're watching Forward, and I think as a church, we have a major, major role to play, not just in the midst of crisis, no. but uh, in the midst of crisis and beyond and continue to do this in our cities. Yeah. And Pastor Brandon is a huge inspiration in that area. And the ministry he and his church do is remarkable. And this is a fascinating conversation. I think it's going to be very inspiring, encouraging for all of you. So let's go right now to my conversation with Pastor Brandon Fargo. 
Well, hey, Brandon, welcome back to GoCast, my friend. It's so good to see you. It's, wow. it's been a crazy year. Uh, we, we had you on season one. Lots has changed since then. So, man, let's talk. So, how you been doing? What's, what's been happening? Good, man. What are you talking about? What happened this year? Well, I don't know. Is it something? Watching the news. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> so. Man, dude, I think we all ready for Rona to be gone. Rona be yeah. gone. But, uh, man, Pastor, it is so good to see you. Thank you for the honor to be a part of your podcast and and just all those listening. It's an absolute honor to be here today and with you. And, and um, man, I tell you, I think I've just been – we've been kind of like everybody else just trying to make it. Uh, we all lost a little bit of Jesus when we all had to homeschool our children. Um, <laughs> about Come on. Two every, about 2 o'clock every day. We, we lost a little bit of the Lord, and so we had to get saved again. It's kind of like old school youth camp, got saved every night. But um, but we, we're we doing good. We're doing good. It was it was definitely a little crazy at first, and I think like everybody, just trying to shift and figure things out. And and uh, we, ha- we had some fun, too. Even even with my kids, I got um, I got four young kids from 12 and under, and, and uh, whenever they started to uh, kind of phase the kids back into school, my youngest is my boy. He's six years old. And so and so they phased him in, his last name being Barbara. He's the first kid in class. And so he's the only kid in class. And so all of a sudden, he comes back home with the conduct mark for talking. I'm like, talking to who? <laughs> like, all by himself, bro. Like, this kid's just crazy. And then and then the next week, he walks in and he tells, he tells his teacher, mom and dad got the coronavirus. Oh, no. And they freak. <laughs> out they go get him in a hazmat suit they come back and they call us from the office like like crew says says you guys have the coronavirus We're like no he's six he is a liar <laughs> six-year-olds lie <laughs> we do not have the coronavirus tell him he gonna get his when he gets home and yeah. <laughs> the household where you got a whooping you know what you're going to get yours uh, mean. And so, but, uh, man, it's just, we, we had some crazy moments like that, stir crazy. And uh, overall, I think when we look back, and you probably agree with this too, Pastor, and everybody listening, and there's been so much more good than there has been bad. Getting closer with family, getting closer with my, with my kids, my wife, and uh, being intentional on relationships um man has been we we've had no choice but to just put everything in God's hands <laughs> and just focus on what what's right in front of us and so yes. so it's been a it's been a crazy year but I'm ready for normal man yeah i i hear you man it, it's so true there's lots of things that i think we we've, we've all uh learned personally through this this whole season things you know reevaluating priorities and all the rest of it so what what's god been working on on you you know because of lockdowns and viruses and all the craziness going on what's what's god been dealing with you personally oh man golly i don't know if there's enough time to deal with all that i should i honestly to be transparent is i mean i had amazing moments right in the beginning and then even up to the last six months or so or six months ago six seven months ago just hit a rough place and i just think i just think like riding the wave of emotions um mental health uh, dealing with anxiety and just and pain and just like I think we all probably went through that some just like kind of questioning God yeah. <laughs> probably the most we've ever questioned the Lord and um, and leading an organization um, leading a 
uh, a family and all that. Um, I realized I had to throw out process and bring in presence. Mm, so good. And I was just, I was just like, you know what? Like I'm thankful for processes are good. I'm not knocking it or anything. I just realized that all of a sudden I literally, we tried everything under the sun. Some things worked, but at the end of the day, like you can only count how many people are watching a service or how many people are still serving or how many like giving maybe up or down when it comes to the organization or even just your personal lives. Just like, man, the process is gone. Yeah. And I just realized I had to lean into the presence of God and just spend more time with him. Um, that just like that. I just, I realized that I, I missed that more or I found myself, I don't know if you did pastor. I found myself during this, getting so busy trying to create and figure out a new process to make it through the season. Yeah. That, that is almost, I was doing triple the work, figuring out the process to keep moving and it pulled me further away from God's presence. And I just realized that I just had to throw it all the way and literally put it in his hands. Uh, that's, yeah. this, that's the quick nutshell. I could go so many. No, that's, that's, that's so good. I think, so the, yeah, I, I think that's, that's, vital for um all those listening and for myself as well and because we have well, we're results oriented people we're leading churches because we're results and and we we know all the comfortable process we, like we were comfortable doing church in the way of doing it and then everything gets thrown out and and results are questionable or or going the wrong way and it creates this reevaluation where i love what you just said right i mean yeah, the reevaluating process uh, and getting to to presence, and I th man, I think I think we're going to come out stronger uh, because of that, you know, personally, but also with our our ministries. All right, so talk to me about uh, the church because everything changed um, a, a year ago, and it's been it's been I don't know if we've ever imagined when we signed up for this ministry gig when god called us and we reluctantly obeyed uh, <laughs> i don't think we ever imagined a year like we've just been through so what adjustments ha have you made you know on the church side and how how has how has your church been through this this year no thank you for asking and you know my heart goes out to every pastor and leader that is you know listening as well and and pastor kelly you do this so well every week on your podcast just let everybody know nobody's like you're not alone if you're listening to this <laughs> like it's not just you um i think we all have kind of gone through kind of the pain and gain of covid yeah. and um and i think everybody's story is different um i talked to guys who merely took a financial hit and then some who didn't in the beginning and then some later and then people who were strong and then everybody needs zoom therapy now like we're all we need, we're zoom fatigued you know and so so true like oh bro man and so we uh man i i think the biggest thing that we did is we did we worked hard at trying to figure out um cuz here in Houston and like many of us we couldn't meet and us for us we were a portable church as well and so we weren't able to meet in the church so we just had to find locations and meet and go everywhere. And then we're thankful for our, our dear friends, Pastor Scott and Melanie Jones of Grace Church here in Houston. They have yeah. a campus in the city that allows us to record on Tuesday nights. And they've been just incredibly generous. So I think I think the willingness to pivot um, has, and, and the okay to pivot, um, even if it's a little different every week. And we, we literally just tried everything. 
Um, and I think at the end of the day, I was so caught up on it having to be such high quality, which I believe in excellence and quality. I just believe the gospel is getting out no matter what, whether you were on a phone, whether you're on an iPad, <laughs> whether, you know, you got 10, uh, you know, $20,000 cameras. Like, I just think that what I'm saying all that to say is that we kind of went through all those different processes and, and what we leaned into that we really kind of shifted and changed was our mindset and our perspective and, and did whatever it takes to reach people. And, and we're just going to keep, keep doing uh, Sunday morning services, but then we really did our best to ramp up, ramp up our outreach. Um, and that, and it had to be through different lanes. In other words, if we can't gather on Sundays, that show ain't going to stop us from getting in the streets, helping the people. And, so good. Um, and that was our heartbeat saying, okay, just because we can't gather on Sunday, it ain't going to stop us from being the church. First of all, churches, we don't just live for Sunday. Sunday send us out Monday through Saturday. <laughs> like it's just a rally Sunday morning. Just a rally. Get people say, let's get rally. Now get out and do what you got to do. And, and so we, we, we did our best to kind of, our, and through teaching and leadership and our team is say, Hey, like, like just don't count on, on Sunday's video. Like yeah. we want to equip you. Like, how can we help you see that you can be used to take what we're doing and take it into your workplace? You're just That's as so a good. gift as a pastor, Brandon or a pastor, Kristen, or somebody on our team. And you, you have the same anointing on the inside of you. And, and uh, it's kind of that story. Um, have you heard pastor with, with Peter and Jesus, where, where the first time that they encountered at the sea of Galilee, Peter talked to him. And if you've heard this before, uh, I'm not sure, but he said, Hey, you, um, you talked to him like a fisherman. He said, Hey, come and follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. But then we know the story died on the cross, rose from the dead, went to heaven and Peter, he denied Jesus shame. So he ran back to his past, right? We know yeah. the story. We're back to the sea of Galilee. Jesus rose from the dead. Say, yo, tell him I'm here. Oh, go tell my boy, Peter. And then Jesus goes, goes to the sea of Galilee. And he's on the fish with a little, with having a little fish fry. And uh, they come back in and Peter and Jesus have a similar conversation, but a different context. This yeah. time Jesus asked him, he talks to him like a shepherd and not a fisherman. So good. And he says, hey, and so why is that? He said, do you love me, Peter? Then feed my sheep. Why is it that, that Jesus talked to him like a shepherd and not a fisherman? Hmm. Why did he shift the paradigm? Because he says, Peter, like, like I, you, you don't need me to do it all. It's right. in you. And to understand back then is that, is that all, the, all the, um, the Jews, they were oppressed by the Romans. So every fish that they caught was taxed. Mm. So in other words, every fish that they caught, they knew that there was a price and they knew there was a cost. And so they did not keep every fish. And so right before that, remember, Jesus told Peter, hey, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church upon you, Peter. Yeah. And the next moment we have with Jesus and Peter is this moment. And so Jesus tells Peter, he says, Peter, he said, bro, he said, upon you, I'm going to build my church upon people. And he says, but if you're going to reach people, I can't have you loving people like you fish. I gotta have you loving people like a shepherd. A fisherman oh, so picks and chooses. Is it big enough? Is it is it is it is it the right race? Do they got the right background? Do they have the right bank account? Do they look this way? Do they look that way? I can't have you pick and choosing people on what fits your. He said, I need you loving people like a shepherd. A fisherman will leave will leave the ninety nine. Uh, will leave the one just to keep the ninety nine the good. A shepherd will leave the ninety nine for the one. Oh, right? so, so good. Fish a fisherman when it sees a storm. 
he won't go into the storm. He said, I'm, I'm done. But the sheriff would say, give me a lion, give me a bear, throw yeah. a big giant in front of me. I don't care. I'm going to do whatever it takes to reach people. I can't have you pick and choose them, man. I got to get you to love people the way a shepherd loves people. And the biggest challenge is that many people look at the pastors as the only shepherd. You can't reach them all, pastor. You can't. No. So true. The gift that God put in you is the same gift that he put in every single person inside the church. There are hundreds and thousands of shepherds sitting inside the seats that if they can just see their value and their worth, and we can get them to say, hey, because 53% of your city will never step inside your church. That's right. 53%. So what are we going to do about that 53%? Yep. If anything, man, coronavirus has taught us saying, hey, let's equip the believer. Let's equip the church. Every single one of you are shepherds. Let's get out and let's reach that 53% and let's fill the house of God. And so I say all that to say that's been kind of our approach, saying, Man. what can we do to help them see that the, they can do this just as much as we can do this? And you have a voice of God in you just as much as I have a voice of God from a stage or a platform and anything. God has given the gift inside of you. Let's go. Let's reach some people and let's fill the church house again. Man, that's that's so good, so powerful. It it as you're talking, I was reminded of the fact that um, you know the early church gathered and and you know Peter preaches that you know the church in Jerusalem grows three thousand and 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 they stayed there and then all of a sudden persecution comes and it says that the church you know that under persecution the church was scattered and it was almost like God used what we you know that persecution that that negative experience to scatter the seed and saying we need we need to go out and what i hear you saying is i mean coronavirus has done that for for you guys you guys are already out in the re outreach and all the rest of it but for us as pastors same he did the same thing for us in our church we're all of a sudden we're like well we gotta we can't it's not about gathering the people in into our buildings it's about equipping the saints to do the work of the ministry and get them out That's right and and, and really, really this, this whole thing has been, been a scattering has maybe god has used coronavirus to scatter the seed and saying let's get the church outside of its comfortable four walls when we let's close the four walls down so we can get you out in the community doing what i need you to do so man that's good so man talk talk to talk to us about some of the ministries that you because you guys man you guys have always been um huge on outreach feeding programs i mean doing all the stuff in inner city houston plus uh you know prison ministry and i mean you're you and your dad run the largest prison ministry in in probably in the in the states but talk to us about all these ministries and outreaches and how has has covid affected man these these ministries and and talk to us about the prison ministry how did it affect that yeah no, absolutely, man. I'll tell you, I miss those of you who are listening. My family's been in prison ministry for 35 years full time, and we've traveled the state, the nation, and the world. And uh, it sounds crazy, but my two workmen throw me on the street corner and throw me in the depths of a prison, and I'm having a great day. I know that's not everybody's great day, <laughs> but I absolutely love it. And it's been heartbreaking to not be able to go inside the prisons yeah. um, here. It's just been a lockdown and and um, for understandable reasons. And um, they did just kind of open up again here, um, but it's very limited. We, we have large gatherings, but uh, I think now it's only gatherings of like 20 and a few volunteers, but it's a, at least it's a start. Yeah, We're believing God that he will do some things. And so we've just been trying to do what we can. We've been loving on as many uh, officers as we can, their families. We, um, uh, a couple, a few times already this year, 
We, uh, I know we really did it big for Christmas and we've done it a couple of other times, but you know, Texas has almost 200 prisons in the state of Texas. So we sent uh, bars of soap, which sounds silly to us, but they get these little bitty bars of soap that, you know, that doesn't last long. So we, we get it approved by the state, just a big bar, some candy and some bars of soap is just like gold and mm. for them. And so we, we sent it to, I think it was over 60 prisons and just, just, and so thousands of inmates all over the state and the nation were um, able to get a Christmas gift. And so we've been trying to create some just little touches of, of, of love there uh, to help them through gifts and through taking care of families as much as we can and telling them also, Hey, bring your families to us if they're in need, like, let it, let us know how we can help. So the prison ministry has been there. She's been praying a lot for the officers, just the mental stress, um, a lot of communication through mail. And, uh, but thankfully in the name of Jesus, like things are beginning to open up so we can just like get a touch. And we've been sending church videos and DVDs and USB. So we're in prisons all over America yeah. um, every single week, being able to bring church and ministry to them, which that has been great. They'll set up shop. We got, we got word that they'll set up shop in their pod and, and on the TV. And so they'll just do the whole series of like the month. And they're just like, just weeping and crying because they just miss it. They miss the congregational of worship. And, and so, but, um, so those are some things we've been doing with prison ministry and, um, and loving it and believing some more things are going to be happening. Um, and it's really neat, even in a shutdown season, uh, God is opening up just even more doors all around the country, uh, just to be able to do even more. I, I really believe our best days are yet to come inside the prison system man i believe it wholeheartedly and um and i think it's going to be that's why we started church and outreach and prison because if i can't if i can't stop you from going to prison then guess what i'm gonna see you in prison and then yeah. if I can't stop you in prison. Guess what? I'm gonna see you when you get out. So it don't matter where you go, you're gonna see me. Prison, <laughs> like, like we're we gonna be there, baby. And so, but so good. So we we've been doing that. And then here local in Houston, we um we've been just constantly just staying in touch with the schools, doing our best uh uh just to feed and take care of as many people as we can. And uh, and then here recently, I'm sure you guys heard of hit national and global news, I know. Um, just the, you know, the worst storm and a winter storm in Texas that we've seen in over a hundred years and, uh, over 90% of our city, uh, lost power. Yeah. And crazy. It just, it was, it was crazy, man. And so we, um, we lost power for multiple days and then they had, uh, so in other words, none of the stores were ready. So all the food was spoiled. Um, and it was, it, it was just, it was crazy. And, uh, people have, me and my family had to skip around and move homes. We had a freeze and we had a tree go down and, and a couple of things go out and people's pipes are busting everywhere. And so like, it was, it was like a hurricane came through again in a different way. Well, I was just about to say, like, I mean, you guys, you guys went through hurricanes a couple of years ago and that was devastating. And, and I think that I was just, was thinking, um, I think the last trip that I took before being locked down was uh, to to you and and driving around downtown Houston and and I remember you pointing out here you know still some of the effects from from the hurricane and all the rest of it, but I mean you guys so I mean you guys are used to hurricanes but you get a 
a, a snowstorm like that. I mean, come on, that's that's our territory. <laughs> like, yeah, I should have called you real quick. <laughs> yeah. I was expecting the call. I was like, okay, what do we do? But but I mean, Canada, we we take snowstorms like that, but we're prepared for that, um, for that kind of weather shift. But I mean, Texas, I mean, it, that's what it. I mean, it's not just the snow. It's it affected the whole infrastructure. Uh, everything kind of collapses on top of, you know, COVID and all the craziness going on. So, man, but you you guys you guys took that and kicked into overdrive and went to work. So, how did you how did you uh, mobilize the team and the church to? What did you guys do? Yeah, man. Well, my first thought always goes to the schools in this, especially the inner city schools who count on the meals every single day for the families mm. and uh, and the schools weren't getting weren't getting back together. So even though they were starting to open up and power was kind of coming on a little bit, the schools weren't getting back for another week to 10 days. So I'm like, OK, what are we going to do in that week to 10 days? Time? I mean, there's a lot of babies that need to be fed and kids that need to be taken care of yeah. because their parents are counting on that. So what are we going to do? And, and uh, we love to say, how can we be hope on demand, basically? And um, and we learned this, and I didn't. I'll be honest, I had no clue. I just I just remember learning during Harvey that um, I was like, how, what are we going to do? What is our size church going to do? I have I have no stinking clue. And I just heard the Lord tell me one time. He said, I just need a willing spirit, somebody to say yes. And yeah. uh, I said, I'll do it. And he lined up everything. I in faith wrote a check to a to a building to say hey what will it take for six weeks to cover salary rent cost everything so we can help people and we helped whatever i think it was like twelve thousand families you know and just like unbelievable what god did and so the same thing i was like all right god <laughs> like i don't know what we're gonna do but a willing spirit and i reached out to a businessman that that i knew he just emptied out a thirty thousand square foot warehouse in the heart of downtown and i just called him up and said hey man we can help a lot of people I said, what would it take to get, let me get this for a week? And, um, man, he gave it to me. He blessed mm. us with it. And all of a sudden, got phone calls and trucks coming in from everywhere. And the, the local church, we all kind of came together. And so, bro, for an entire – for and really, it was a week prep. But just in three days of distribution, we were able to bless over 10,000 families. Wow. 10,000 families. Families. Yep. Wow. Not only just in that area. But we had multiple churches come from all over the Metroplex. They come and loaded up their stuff, and they took it out to their communities around the city, bro. It, it, it was one of the most beautiful things I've seen. When you throw away, when you are willing to throw away logos and egos and come together in your city, um, man, it's amazing what we can do with the kingdom mindset. And I got to give it to my H-Town friends and pastors. We came together. We did this thing and we we just centralized in the city and said, Hey, you need something for your community? Come get some. I got you. And, yeah. uh, and, wow. and then we had we had a line, dude. ABC, all the news that our line was over three miles long for all day long. Just people just coming out of everywhere. It was just, and the thing that broke my heart was it wasn't just families in need in the inner city. Um, but it it was families rolling in with like nice vehicles as well. Like people you just wouldn't expect, not greedy. But just because this is a different type of storm, but right. remember all the the uh, the grocery stores were out. Everybody needs needed something, so it wasn't just the broken uh, humanity and poor. It was like everybody needed help, and so man, we're just thankful that I don't know how it happens. God just does it, 
we, he and he needs anybody listening. If you have a heart to want to get outreach, you have a real heart to want to do something. You think I'm not? We don't have a big enough church, or we 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 can't do it, or I don't have all the resources. Well, you don't have to have. A, he's just looking for somebody to say yes in a willing spirit, and 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 God just does incredible miracles when you're ready to say yes and step out on faith, and um, and He'll do it, man. He'll do it every single time. I've seen Him do it, and just be be willing to be hope on a man when your city cries out. What are you gonna do? Like, I love that. Make make it happen, bro. We did that. We did that uh, right before we've been out. We've been out during COVID three weeks longer than everybody because our community with our church, the water line broke. And oh so no! It was boiled water notice everywhere. And so, what did we do? We couldn't meet for church, so we pivot. We went and bought up every case of bottled water in the city and dropped it off in every doorstep of our community. It, wow! And just like. Look, we got to do something. We can't just, yeah. if we can't gather. That don't mean we stop being the church. <laughs> let's get so good. And, let, and let's go, bro. And so um, anyways, man, I think anybody can do it. Uh, you can do it if you're listening. And so that's kind of, that's kind of what we did, bro. It was- I, I love that. Hope on demand. Uh, man, I, I love that. It reminds me of um, your, just, your prayer and how you're doing it. It reminds me of one of my staff members always said this. God told her, he said, you know, say yes and panic later. You know, that, that was, that's her model for life. Like is like, say yes and panic later. And I was like, okay, so we live life and ministry like that, but that's really living the, you know, what Jesus said, Matthew 25, like see the needs when people are hungry, feed them when they're thirsty, give them, give them water on their front step when, right. When they're naked, clothe them, like be, and he didn't say that to, he didn't give those six needs that are ironically in Matthew 25, those six needs are still the greatest needs on planet earth today, thousands of years later, but he didn't give those instructions to the red cross or to the governments. He gave that to the church. And, and so man, what you're talking about is being the church. It's man, it's so good. So talk to us about, I mean, the challenges, COVID storms, Christ, I mean, you guys kicked it. What there's got to be some challenge that have, have come at you guys, you know, lessons learned as a church, you know, in this as, as well. What's been one of the biggest challenges in this season for, for you in the church? Yeah. Um, I think the biggest challenge has been to, it's like we're, we're you're having to continually just address fear. Um, and I say that it, it shouldn't be a challenge because I know we believe in, in a faith filled God for sure. But everybody's story is different. I yeah. think, um, I just think with just, just this whole year in general, with everything that has the conversations that we've all had to have, um, I think have just been incredible. Um, leading a super diverse church, you know, um, I'm in the mix of a, a pandemic, talking about racism, then talking about politics, and then talking about there's just, there's just so much to navigate. Um, and, and done in a healthy way. And, and, and everybody has kind of a fear within each side, one of those lanes and just the process over this last year. And so I think that one of the biggest challenges is just, man, how to have healthy conversations. Uh, I say it's a, I say a challenge, but I, to me, I think it's been a, a challenge that has been, that I've enjoyed um, mm. to say that, that, you know, I just, I think if anybody's going to have to have conversations like this, it's got to be the local church and it can be done in a healthy way. Right. And and to learn to love the person and not the opinion um, and uh, not the base relationship off opinion, uh, just like prison ministry taught me how to love people better than anything. Taught me to love the person and not the problem. Yeah. So, 
why, why should I decide whether I love the person more than the opinion? You know, it's like, like it just, I think it's just, it's just that. And, and I think the hardest thing is just saying, Hey, having bold conversations, having things and just trusting the God in you uh, as a leader and as a pastor, uh, trusting that in this season, people have come, people have gone away um, and all the different transitions of this year. I think just really leaning into the Lord um, has been the biggest challenge, which is the simplest thing to do that we know to do, but it has been the biggest challenge. And I just don't know if that makes sense. That makes total sense. And and I'll I'll stop right there because I I wanted to press into something uh, you just said. And and I think it brought to mind, we just just in the middle of a series uh, right now called fill in the blank. And, And what we did is we actually took out a, a Facebook ad, um, and not as a church, but kind of a blanket Facebook ad, no names attached to it. We just asked people to fill in the blank, complete the sentence Christianity is. Well, man, we got blasted, like hate, vile, uh, negative. You know, Christians are the problem with the world, like all that kind of stuff. Well, the following week, we took out another ad, and we said Jesus is. And, and you know what's amazing? Is we were hard-pressed to find anyone to say anything negative about Jesus, but yet when it came to to Christians, I mean, blasted. And I thought, so I said to my church, I was like, I was like, man, are we so Christ-like? If people are even thousand years later are finding it so hard to say something bad about my Savior, and we're supposed to be Christian Christ-like, where have we drifted? And I think one of the major ways that we've drifted, and I think COVID has revealed this, you know, the politics, uh, you know, has revealed this. The, the race issues have, have revealed this, is that human nature is to separate into, into two camps and to divide based on what we agree and our ideologies. And, and, and church does this just the same as everybody else does this. But yet Jesus navigated in a time where there was divisions between Gentiles and Jews and, and sinners and you know the right, like all those divides, race divides, all the rest of it. Jesus navigated and mastered ministering to people regardless of ideologies, regardless of past, regardless of all that. And I think, I think what you're just saying, what God is teaching, but I mean, you guys do this in prison ministry, but I think that one of the big lessons that, that we're learning is that, man, we got to become less, we got to learn how to healthily disagree and love despite. Um, stances, man. So that's so powerful, man. So, so, I mean, but this is, as a pastor, I'm sure you're, uh, like me in your church, but man, you've got, we've got multiple camps with masks, no mask, you know, never mind race things like fear and, or, you know, all of that. And these camps in the church, I mean, how have you navigated, had those healthy conversations with your church members and your, your team? that have been at each other. Yeah, no. Oh man. So, uh, talking about the team, just kind of having difference of opinion. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. 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 Uh, I tell you, man, that's part of the, uh, kind of what I was alluding to just kind of the fear factor of just kind of like, like learning to love the person and not the opinion. And, and I've, I've really just been trying to hammer that hard to our team and, Mm. and trying to create safe places for conversation. And not everybody's going to take advantage of a safe place. 
right. um, by the way. They're just not going to. That's so and true. So, and that's where I just have to lean in and trust the Lord saying, God, at the end of the day, you know their heart and I trust you. I, you know, I trust you. you. You know, I put them in your hands. Not that they were in my hands in the first place, but if I was a leader in their life, I'm just doing my best to try to point their heart in the right direction. And if it doesn't land with me, in Jesus' name, it's going to land with somebody else. Yeah. And I think that was, especially when we love people, it's it's kind of hard um, when we see things shift and things change and it just makes no, it's just, I just know that it's been one of the hardest seasons as a leader to lead people 100%. Um, and uh, when it comes to like mask and difference opinion, we lead a, we lead a very super diverse church. And there's multiple different beliefs and thoughts. And I just feel like that our job is to, number one, point people to Jesus um, and and keep that the center is what I've done, but also not ignore willing to have conversation. Um, like in everything that has happened this year, we brought, we had, we would have, we had a, um, um, a discussion panel with diff- different couples in our church of different races within our church though not bringing from the outside. There's nothing wrong with bringing in friends from the inside. I had that as well, but I'm saying just like as a church family, this is how we're communicating. This is what so we're good. doing. And there was difference of opinions and, and, but we landed on the foundation of Jesus. Um, yeah. And, um, and that's what I just keep pre- preaching that I keep pushing that. <laughs> I'm like, man, you can wear a mask. You don't have to wear a mask, but we ain't going to be like, afraid of people if they're not wearing a mask but we're also not going to be like coming down on people who are like like let's keep love the center and i've sounded like i have sounded like a broken record this whole year um just over and over and over and over uh but i'm just not going to let it shift culture uh we're going to keep culture based on jesus um and reaching people so i know it's been hard out there those of you've been listening and and we've all we've all been there. Somebody actually told me, like, man, leading a diverse church. I bet this is easy. I'm like, bro, you have no idea. <laughs> a diverse church is totally different, man. And so, um, uh, but man, I, I I've just learned so much. But I just keep pointing back to Jesus. Some don't so like good. that. Some want details, man. Some want. I said, we'll sit down with anybody. I got people who will sit down with you. But we gonna land on Jesus, no matter what. We're going to land on the foundation of Jesus, no matter the politics view, no matter the racist view, no matter where you are, what our governor is saying, what our mayor is saying, because it's like cat, a cat fight here in Texas and Houston. And it's like, like, we don't like, we're, it don't matter. We're going to land on Jesus and we're going to serve people and we're going to lead with honor no matter what. <laughs> and uh, that's kind of what we're pointing. To. Uh, man, I, I love that. That is so good. And that's, I think that's, I don't know, that's, the foundation of it all that makes us stronger and knowing knowing you and your heart and hearing it you know today as well and i know you're super excited about the future and that the church is going to come out stronger this one so talk to us about what the future looks like for you for your church and and what yeah what do you see you know moving forward for the church in the next i don't know 5 years yeah i tell you man i am I am super stoked about the local church coming. I I think this is this has made us all uh, vision have create vision again for those who maybe lost vision. Not everybody is this way, but those who have lost vision for the outside the four walls of the church. And uh, I even went through that. I'm an outreach guy. I even went through that early on. Like I was so hungry to do outreach, 
we did we created so much outreach as a church in the beginning that I failed to create the in-reach ministries of a church. <laughs> like, mm, wow, yeah, yeah. Oh, we need to help your marriage. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. We need to help you with discipleship and family. Oh, yeah, we did so much. And then I did like a 180 and just went here and almost kind of got away from, and Harvey really like lit that back up um, and realized the anointing on our lives in our church. And so so my point is, is I, I'm excited about what the future holds. I think this has made us, think outside the church it has made us get in the streets it has made us create conversations that make us uncomfortable it has made made us have conversations with people in our workplace and people online like it's it's to me when you take that combination and they open up the church again but buddy you get yeah. ready it's about to be a revival like and i know that's a term that people kind of just throw out there for play and i don't really kind of throw it out there to play like like I just, I really, and you can describe revival in so many different, you know, theology wise, terminology wise, but I really, I'm excited. I think there's something about the fall of this year that we're going to start seeing some things turn. And now I'm not saying thus as the Lord or prophetically speaking, but I, I, I think we're going to come back stronger than we ever have. And I think not just stronger on the inside on a Sunday, but the combination of what we've learned on the outside with outreach. And now we're running both of those with the same strength. And man, I, I just, to me, it's exciting. Um, it's making us get emotionally healthy. It's making us get mentally healthy. And then we trying to get physically healthy. I don't know about y'all, but I put on that COVID-15. And so, <laughs> and so that's why I got this video from here. From here. <laughs> But, uh, but, but are you like, like, I just, all I know is I probably can't give you exactly a pinpoint of what's happening. I just know in my spirit that it's, it's just stirring so strong. I see the hunger in the streets. I see the hunger in pastors who didn't necessarily have a huge heart for outreach, have a heart for outreach now. Yeah. And the comment, they, they love the streets as much as they love the pulpit and me seeing that shift in the hearts of pastors and churches, my God, it is exciting to me. And, and I just think the best days are yet to come. Man, I agree with you wholeheartedly that I'm hearing the same thing, sensing the same thing. And it's funny you said the, the fall, because I've been, I've been telling my team that, um, for, for a couple of months now, just at January, we did a prayer and fast. And I just felt like, man, something is majorly, and I don't think it's just the reopening or vaccines being out there, all the rest. I think something spiritually is going to open up and the best season for the church that the planet has ever seen is about to be unleashed. And so, man, I, I, I concur with that. Uh, and man, love it. This has been so good and so good to see you again and, and talk with you again. You always get me fired up and I'm sure all of our listeners would agree with that. Man, is there anything we haven't talked about that we we should something that's on your heart that you just want to let out? <laughs> I tell you, I tell you. Um, no, I'm glad you asked that. I um, I would just share like that. Um, I would encourage you if you don't have daily scripture or declarations over your life, just just to do that. I there has been. I I'm sure all every person listening. If we get gut honest, we have had the wave of emotions of I'm done. This is stupid. And then the next day, like, this is the best thing in the world. God, you're going to make it. Just the wave of faith and fear. And and I think just finding the peace of the Lord and declare 
and I've been, I've been, I can share them just real quick. I've had some daily declarations, and I, I felt led to, to as we were talking, I actually pulled it up and, um, and just maybe just read them real quick. Mm, yeah, let's do it for sure. May, some of you may be in. It's just a couple of them, but just daily declarations to get up and just speak over your life because the word, the word of God still works, man, better than anything we've ever got. It's just powerful as a two-edged sword, and it can yeah. cut through fear. It can cut through shame you can cut through pain you can cut through doubt and just what are you declaring over your life um as a pastor and as a leader and over your family i know for me just the insecurity of this year of questioning god god what is next what is happening maybe you're in a transition season and uh and if you're in a transition season know this when things are planted and things are buried uh it looks the same but but yet that one you're not killing anything yeah you're, you're not you nothing is dying you, you just, you've got good soil in the ground. Remember, you can maybe name the seed, but God owns the soil. And yeah. so, man, you're in God's hands. And um, and so, I just, man, some daily declarations, like like uh, Proverbs 18, verse 16, a man's gift will make room for him, and he will bring him before great men. Joshua 1, 9, in the uh, Good News translation, says this, remember that I have commanded you to be determined and to be confident. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for I, the Lord your God, am with you wherever you go. That's Joshua 1, 9. And then Philippians 4, 7. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, may it guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And I know that scripture we've all heard before, but there's something about making it personal. God, give me confidence that I'm, and maybe help me be determined, have the courage that you have given me. God, give me peace today that transcends all understanding. And I, I just, I don't know why it's just in my heart, but just encourage you to just like speak that over your life. You're a great leader. You're, you're an incredible pastor. You're an incredible. You're doing better than you think you are. You're a great husband. You're a great father. You're a great, great wife. You're a great friend. Wherever you fit in this world and leadership, you're doing good. You're right where God has you. And he's with you every step of the way. Be confident. Trust him. He's with you wherever you go. And I believe God in Jesus' name, he's going to just give you a peace today that will surpass all understanding and that you're going to begin to see the goodness of God in everything that is in your life and greater days are ahead of you. But declare it over your life every day and don't take on the day until you find the peace and the joy of the Lord. That's so good. Dude, you got to sit in your car. Like you have those cry moments in the car, like you, yeah. <laughs> you just, and people driving by and think you like crazy, you know, or like yeah. like sitting at the coffee shop and you just yeah. got your yeah. headphones on and you're like, just, like you're crying and the barista comes up, sir, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, would you like some free coffee? Yeah, you know, so it's like <laughs> you're, just, you're just in that moment with the Lord, like like what yeah. do you got to do? Some days it's five minutes, some days it's twenty minutes, but I do not take on the day without the joy and the peace of the Lord. If That's you do so that, I'm telling you great things are coming in and things will be easier on your life. So I believe in every person listening and I believe in the local church more than ever. And Pastor Kelly, thank you. I love you. Thank you for your leadership. Thank you for your church. Thank you for your friendship. And thank you for making room for this to be able to help uh, equip and encourage pastors and leaders all over the planet. And I so appreciate that. Somebody needed to hear that. And I think somebody that is listening now and maybe that brought tears to their eyes or that's speaking directly to them. Just pause, rewind a little bit, go back, um, say that over yourself again. That is so good. This has been awesome. Appreciate you. You're always an inspiration and uh, love what you do and excited for you and your church and, and the ministry. And, and I think, man, the prison ministry, when that opens up wide again, that's going to be, that's going to be next level uh, revival too. So 
Thank you. Appreciate you, my friend. Thanks so much for this. Got it. Wow. I know some of you really needed to hear that encouragement from Pastor Brandon, and you could just feel the weight of, of the anointing just as even as he starts reading those scriptures and saying, okay, yeah. And, and reminding ourselves that, yeah, we got this. Yeah. God's called us. Uh, we're, we're okay. We're moving ahead. Um, so, so good. What stood out to you? Yeah, I wish I could rephrase it the way that he did, but just looking at the soil of your life, what's buried and what's planted looks exactly the same. So looking yeah. at your relationship with your spouse and, and, and all the confusion, it's kind of a counterbalance in the season that we're hearing from a lot of passages. Like, I don't know what to take on. Yeah. I don't know what to leave behind. I don't know what to pick up. It's like what's being birthed and what's, what's needed to rest in this season. And it's such a, wow, it's such a similar concept we're hearing all across the board from different pastors. So true. And, and again, don't miss as he, you know, prophesied and I'll put that in, in quotation, but as he spoke into a sense that he has, and I have the same sense that this fall is going to be significant for the big C church, the global church, and get ready, get ready. And there's some things that we need to be planting now because the harvest time is coming and get ready yeah. for what God is about to do. It's, it's encouraging, it's terrifying, all of that in one. But I want to hear from you. If you're sensing the same thing, we want to know. It, it's very encouraging when we hear from other yes. pastors who are sensing the same things we are or getting further insight into that. We want to continue this conversation. Yeah. Really encourage you to connect with us. And how do people do that? You can connect with us with going to gocast.ca. You can find us on all podcast playing platforms. You can also um, connect with us on Instagram. You know, Let us know exactly how this material is, help, is helping you in your ministry. We'd love to hear back from you. Yeah, and what you're learning and that can benefit us and we can continue the conversation. We want to do that. Well, speaking about continuing the conversation, uh, next week we've got a conversation with my friend, Pastor Juan Rodriguez. Now get this, Pastor Juan, we talked with him in season one and he was about to launch and plant a church. Well, he planted that church and two months later, COVID hit. He's in Puerto Rico. Talk about planting a church in difficult seasons and, yeah. and and difficult soil. Well, he's done that and it's thriving and it's growing despite. And so we have a conversation about all of that and what he's learned in this season. And here's a little snippet from that conversation. And I think that's, that's a key part of it is division, you know, how the enemy is out to divide us. So how can we bring unity to, to that? So for myself, you know, I think that's it. It's just loving God and letting God lead me, how we can bring unity, how can we bring wisdom, how can we bring, uh, you know, God, godly divine teaching to people so that they understand what God wants for them. Well, don't miss next week with Pastor Juan Rodriguez. It's going to be a great conversation you're not going to want to miss. Thank you again so much for joining us at GoCast. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us for this episode of GoCast. We hope you feel inspired and better equipped to take your community for Christ. Make sure to subscribe to receive each new episode as it's released. Let's go and break the stat together.